You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. Yes, sir. We are back. Yes, I know. A lot of people was like, is this ever going to happen? What is going on? What, <laughs> what, what is happening with y'all today? We just wanted to enjoy life a little bit, y'all. You know what I'm we saying? We needed it, y'all. We just needed to take a little break, you know what I mean, and just just enjoy, you know what I'm saying? You know, me, I haven't really been on that, on that social media like that because I just wanted to live, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you got to take these these moments just to live so that's what we was doing ladies and gentlemen and your boys are back you are now listening to the season four of the az's and root bruce podcast yeah y'all know who it is this is your boy raynell jamar and i got my brother in the building so who's in the building this is your boy jay davis yes sir you can find me on twitter and on instagram at ja davis i i or which would be recognized as j davis roman numeral two Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is your boy, Raynell. Hit me up on my socials, FB, Twitter, IG, at R-A-Y-N-E-L-L-J-A-M-A-L, Raynell Jamal. And don't forget to hit up the podcast on Twitter and on IG at A-Z-S-R-O-O-T-B-R-E-W-S-P-O-D. Yes, yes. A-Z's Rubrus Pod. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're back. Season four. We already know a lot of things has transpired. What's that song? Man. A lot. A lot. A lot. You know what I mean? A lot has transpired since the the season three finale. I mean, like, the NBA then flipped completely upside down. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Um, people then went in a, in a coma on LeBron. He going to wake y'all up. Um, <laughs> the Raptors has won the championship. Kawhi done pulled a coup on the Raptors and signed with, signed with the Clippers. Now, he put a cool on the NBA because he had everybody like, oh, Bruh, in the In the headlock and then called Paul George over and like, man, let's, let's get this, let's get this Staples Center money. Bruh, you feel me? Staples and Center about to make. Did you hear what LeBron said? He, they was like, who's the winner of the NBA? He was like, the Staples Center is. Yeah, that's real talk. I, I ain't going to lie. I try to get tickets for the uh, the season day, the season opener on the 22nd. Nosebleeds is looking like $400. Bruh, that's crazy. This is for the Clippers, bro. That's crazy. Man, I was like, nah, we ain't doing that. So you know I was just like, uh, NBA league pass. We don't do that. You know what's crazy, too, about the whole Lakers season? I know this is just like a little intro, but 
Boogie Cousins is going to be coming back like late March. Real talk. Well, think about it. Like, if his injury, if he can get through this injury, yeah, through rehab, and he's still signed to the Lakers. Still, man, he's still signed to the Lakers. Did uh, did um, media day and everything. He did. Oh my god! People are forgetting that the Lakers still have Boogie Cousins. Right. Okay. Look, I'm not a Laker fan, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know this is well documented. I'm not a Laker fan, but the length and athleticism the Lakers have. No, it's scary, dude. It's bonkers. It, it's it's scary, scary. And then think about it, man, like across wow. the NBA, bro. I don't know if there's really a weak team. The Knicks ain't even weak. Nah, everybody's kind of everybody's, yeah, solid. This is gonna be one of the ladies and gentlemen. If look, if you're a basketball fan, if you're not a basketball fan, become one because this be is about to be crazy. crazy. So I'm getting lead pass because I want to see every game, even the trash games. Oh, some gonna be some. I want to see it. I want to see the the Magic versus the Suns. I want to see that game. I, and I'm, bro, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be uh, surprised to see if the Pelicans do something because they look kind of nice this preseason. Yeah, they're not yeah. the best team, like right. experience wise, but they still got they got two vets and Drew Holiday. They got a vet in uh, JJ Redick, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, you still got like all their rooks are like. Fast. Yep. You got really good, like it's just like role players and like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Man, bruh. I'm I'm they're gonna be entertaining for sure. Uh it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Q Rich D Miles Clippers days. Yeah. Where like Lamar true. Odom, like Brandon yes. uh, Elton Brand. That's a great, great comparison of what that team is gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be like yeah. the, like early two thousand. They might um, not like make the playoffs, but it's gonna be like you're gonna be rooting for them. It's like, gonna be so they could do it. You know, so it's like uh I'm I'm interested in seeing what's gonna happen with them. Um Philly looking crazy. Um I wanna see how Kemba is gonna be looking on the Celtics. And I'm a big Kemba Walker fan, so I mean like MJ, he tripping on that. He should have gave that man that money. You that know what I mean? That was kind of disrespectful. But, you know, that's what that's what they do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, again, um, I feel like LeBron is going to do some crazy things this season. I really do. I'm, li- I'm interested in seeing how the Clippers are going to be. Only because I don't think they have room. Many teams don't because, like, now it's back to the duos. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they will – how they will um, adjust to an injury with Kawhi or PG or PG? Well, PG is not gonna is already injured because he had two surgeries. He's already on both injured. Shoulders. I I don't think there's gonna be too much of a, of adjustment needed. Okay. Be, the reason why I'm saying like they got the Clippers got rid of uh, Gallinari. Okay. Because he's at he's with the Thunder now. Him and uh, Shay uh, Shay uh, Gil, uh, Gildress. Right. And so. I think honestly, what's going to take place is you're going to get the same Clippers that you've been getting for the last few years. You got a strong Lou Will still coming off the bench, right? And then you still have like uh, Montrezl Harold who came off the bench last year, right? Right. So you really have some really, really solid players. Um, I love Montrezl Harold too, bro. He's he's nice and he's real physical. I like that style he's of play. A, he's a um a bully. He's like a Zach Randolph. He is. It's like a Zach Randolph. Yeah. yeah. Zach Randolph just got a more better perimeter game, but like the physicality he brings in that paint, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. Um yeah, cause um yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Um I gotta ask the question before we get deep in, you know what yes, I'm saying? Sir. Um the the NBA rankings came out and they got Giannis as number one. Number two was Kawhi, number three was LeBron, number four was 
and this were active players. So Kevin Durant wasn't a part of this list. Um, I think number four was um, was it Anthony Davis? I gotta check it. But do you believe Giannis is the number one player in the NBA? Now, I know he won the MVP, but I'm saying, is he the number one player in the NBA? Is I would say he the no. best player in the NBA? Say no. Who would you think he is? Without G- Kevin Durant. Without Kevin Durant? I would say Kawhi. You think Kawhi is? Hmm. Only reason why I say that, Kawhi has an inside and outside game. Right, right. I'm not mad at that. The only other player that, in my heart, that I'm going to say, like, yo, this is he's still the best player in the NBA, would be Stephen Curry. You think, you think Steph is that high up? Bro. Mm, Ste- that's but, interesting. And so, like, when we, like, and this is my, this is, this is my thing. So, you think about teams. Think impact. about teams. Think about impact. On I the, think Steph might have been number four, number five. I talk uh, about, I like, mean, impact on the floor and off the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's interesting. Steph. G- Giannis has, like, three other players that are his same height. So, mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about the inside. And then they have crazy outside players, even with the, the loss of uh, Brogdon. You know what I mean? Like they still have impact players, so I feel like I feel like the Bucks can carry. Man, take Steph Curry off the floor in this moment, in this season. At this moment, yeah, then they'll be trash. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, 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 what's my guy's name? That's now a Warrior. Um, you talking about um, D'Angelo Russell? D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo. nice. Yeah, he, he's a beast. He nice. Like, yeah, he, he one of those nice. guys that you just want to go like. Like to watch him play some street ball. Yeah, you know, he yeah. Gonna give, like he gonna get true. mad very buckets. True. Very true. But um, so you think? So in your ranking, you will have Kawhi number one. Probably have Kawhi number one. Steph number two. Probably put Steph at number three. Would you have Giannis number two? I probably put James Harden as number two. What you think so? Hey, I'm gonna be honest. After I don't, he but, gets buckets. He gets mad buckets. But I like again impact. Impact, like team impact. I mean, but his impact is only going to go so far. But LeBron James still has to be top five for me. Okay. Only reason I say this, man, like I was watching LeBron, like some clips of LeBron. Number one, LeBron's in season 17, yeah. still moving like he's in his prime. Right. That's scary to me. Yeah. Like that's really scary. Yeah, that's like, kind of crazy. He's like the uh, Tom Brady of basketball right now. Yeah, true. Very true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine if LeBron would have played like four years of college. It would have been too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then coming to the NBA, yeah. but at this level, yeah, that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? But um, I think I think Kawhi, I think Kawhi Steph would be like my one and two. I think mm. LeBron James stays top five. I still think you have to give James Harden. He's not my favorite player, but I think you need to give, give him, him credit. Got to give him some form of credit because what yeah. he's doing, and also he's dangerous because he's a left-hander. That's true. You know that's what, what makes him more very very effective. Oh, now would you say? Anthony Davis. Who is who would you say is better, Giannis or Anthony Davis? Because that's now a debate. I like um, I like Anthony Davis's game a little better than I like Giannis's. Yeah, Just I would agree with stylistically, that. Stylistically, right? Um, He's a more skilled player. Yeah, I think. Um, but one thing that I will say, I will say, man, like Giannis, he give you pure passion. Yeah, he every give you a lot of art. game. Yeah, he give you heart. But, oh, I can't forget it. But we got to throw these guys in, in the mentions, though. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love Ben Simmons. Bro, he got a jumper now? It's going to be scary. If he got a jumper, <laughs> he could be the best player in the Did NBA. you see my story? No, what'd you put? I put, like, they showed that that uh, that pull-up three that he did um, for the preseason. I was like, hmm. That could is, be a problem. This is going to be scary. He already <laughs> got handles. Left hand, too? 
And, and did you hear what he said? Uh, his what he said media day. What he said? He said we want to be the best defensive team. And he's a good defender, bro. Imagine if Jimmy Butler would have stayed with Philly. I don't. I don't understand that move with Jimmy Butler. I didn't understand that. I understand you want your own team. This is what I start to wonder with the NBA players, like with some of them. Like I'm thinking, like, okay, do you want your own team or do you want to win? Because Miami ain't winning nothing anytime soon, bro. They might get a six or seven. Spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't understand what his move was, but if that's what he chose to do, because Jimmy Butler is nice, but I just think with that team he would have been, they would have been, oh, bruh. And I, with Ben Simmons with a shot, oh my but lord! I think, I think honestly, it would have been like the best team in the league. I don't think he wants to be the third or fourth option. Yeah, I know that's what it was. That Joel, right? And I ain't gonna lie, Joel um, Embiid is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Joel Ben, mm-hmm. he still got <clears throat> Tobias Harris. Right. That signed that five-year, multi, multi-million dollar deal. Do you think it was deserving of that much? Yo, if you got the money and you think you <laughs> deserve it. Well, especially if Jimmy left. Well, if Jimmy left, but then I mean, have like, to. but they, he got that before Jimmy left. That's why Jimmy left. But you still got, you got, um, what's my guy that came from the Celtics? Um, Horford. Bruh. Yeah. They had the Monstars for real. Yeah. They got a nice defensive squad. They're going to be ready. And they got some guys still coming off the bench that are nice. Okay, but I think the only thing about the the war not the Warriors, the uh the 76ers that's kind of I'm I'm kind of doubting is the scoring. Cuz they need shooters and they lost shooting. They did lose JJ Redick. And that's a that was a big part of their offense. But I think they got some guys that I think going to step it up. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, they got some guys that are going to step it up. I think right. just like Man, this is a, this is the thing about the NBA that I'm recognizing. With this one and done opportunity, and soon I would guess I would say in a couple of years they're going to start saying like, "Yo, if you want to come directly out of high school, come." Are they going back to that already? I think like next season. So, bruh, what is taking place is this is this level of this level of um, athletics um, athleticism is shortening. You know what I mean? Like, um, in the maturity level, but these guys are highly skilled players. You know what I mean? So I think what's going to happen is you're going to just get these high caliber shooters because basketball globally is not really a defensive game anymore like what it used to be in the times where we really grew up watching. Like, right. When right. we started watching basketball, you think about like like the Dennis Rodmans. You start thinking about like the Rasheed Wallaces and like the Ben Wallaces and things of that nature where defense was such a pure aspect. Think about like – think about the pace of the game now. Um Guys are, are like, you know, scores are 132 to 127 in comparison to, in comparison to, like, the 98-82 um, basketball games that we grew up with. We was like, yo, they scored 100 points. That was a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm, Man, mm-hmm. if they barely hit 88, it's like, uh... Right. This ain't... Right. Where, where the scoring goes, <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. So, um... I'm not concerned, man, because how, uh, well, how you think the Warriors are going to do? I think the Warriors will. I think the Warriors have the opportunity to get in a, fi- a five through eight eighth spot. Okay, okay, genuinely, genuinely, because homeboy comes back. Um, uh, Clay Thompson comes back like second uh, half of the season, right uh, after All Star game, practically okay. right before the playoffs. <sighs> man, so we he, really he won't be as explosive because man, he's coming off a real injury. But yeah. yo. but we really about to see what Steph is made of. I don't oh, know. Steph is going to go for sixty a night. All right. So, so far, I would say I think LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. Now, 
Well, I I do admit he has aged. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm from what I'm seeing in this season so far, and I want to really wait until like All Star break to really make proper you know assessments. I think he's starting to refine his game. Oh, bro, he's refining it now. So I think he's really starting to focus on on that mid range. And if he get that together, then and he play point guard, and he got Anthony Davis down there in the block with JaVel McGee. Dude, think about and they and they people something crazy. people can say what they want. People can say what they want about about this individual, but the Lakers also have Dwight Howard. Yes, that that is a good pickup for them, Bruh, LeBron James, bro, if he can give Chris Anderson a champ a couple of championship rings, bro, what can he do with a a Dwight Howard who is Ooh, our, that's a great point. Who is that is a much, great. Point. Is, is such a higher wow. caliber. You're so right about that. Player. Think Ooh. about all the think about all the play like Norris Cole. Right. Think about the guys that played yeah. Mario Chalmers. He got Mo Cheeks a ring. Bruh. Not Mo Cheeks. Uh, Mo. What was his name? Who was on the uh, Cavs? Mo Williams. Yeah, he got Mo Williams got a ring. Gary, no, Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade got, got Gary Payton. Got Gary Payton and you know a white chocolate a ring. But I'm saying like, think mm. about the players that LeBron still has to play with Miami like. Right. That, yes, D Wade, Chris Bosch are amazing players. Right. But yo, you still had Chris Anderson. Yeah. Who could be on and off? But Chris Anderson to me was like the white version of Dennis Rodman yeah. in a way. Like yeah. he knew his role. Dang, that's but, a great point. You know yeah, what I mean? You're right but about that. Let's just be honest about it. I'm telling y'all now, man. I know a lot of people sleeping on LeBron, and y'all know I'm a LeBron fan, but I keep it funky with you. This dude's gonna do something crazy. This and what's season. the what's the Lakers coach? Um Vogel. I don't care what anybody has to say. I know he didn't have a good time at in Orlando. Right. But he runs a really great offensive system. Think about what he was able to do with the Pacers when they only had Oladipo, really. Right. You and then they got mean? Jason Kidd as the assistant. So the offense is going to look crazy. No, I they, think the defense is going to be good, too. Who else did they get? They got – um. Oh, with somebody else. Um, I want to say they got Lionel um, Hollins or something. They got Lionel Hollins. They got – They them, got a uh, well-rounded – Situation going on there, and then you still know that Magic is doing a little, uh, a little, uh, um, since he ain't a part of the organization right. no more. Yeah. <laughs> he do a little. He's an ambassador. He's an, amba- a <laughs> he's an ambassador. A Laker ambassador. You know what I mean? So I just feel um, like, um, man, I don't man like Lakers ain't my squad. People know that I'm a Clippers fan, and yes. I'm proud of it. But yeah. I mean, you just really have to be honest about like the scenario, bro. The Lakers, crazy over there. The Lakers, like, though they're not gonna go eighty-two and no, they're not gonna go no. seventy-two and ten. But, bro, like, you still got Danny Green and Avery Bradley, who have been recognized to be some of the best defensive players. Yeah. So it's like almost like if you could break the Lakers team in half, yeah, and you could have two starting lineups. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's like they Anthony Davis just hurt his thumb, bro. But they still got Javale McGee and, bro, th- look at look at this lineup. Imagine and Kuz Le- is still haven't even played yet. Bro, you get man. You could put LeBron James at this. You could big man lineup. Check this out. You could put LeBron at point. Mm-hmm. Put Kuz at the two. You could put Anthony Davis at the three. Mm. Javel McGee at the four and Dwight Howard at the five. Oh. If you want to do a big man lineup, do you know how scary that's, that? That is like <laughs> on some video game stuff. Like that's how scary is that though? How could you even like? And then Boogie Cousins comes back and that becomes your big man, your big oh six man, bro. I, is, I thought like Boogie wasn't like a part of the team anymore, but if they still got him on, they the, still have him oh on the roster. Oh my gosh, bro! Because the situation popped up, but it's a one year, yeah, like five million it. dollar deal. 
He's not cut. He's just on IR. <laughs> yeah. Let's check right now. Because I, I hey. hope I'm not. And then all Brian got to do is say, hey, Melo, just stay in shape, brother. Just stay in shape. And what we're going to do is when it comes to that mark where you got to sign, come through. Come through. Bro, it's like I'm checking this out right now. Uh, Boogie Cousins, uh, let's see. Is uh, he still a Laker? He's still a Laker, bro. He was at Media Day? Wow. I didn't even know that. All right, look, man. The NBA yeah, season like, is- He's still a Laker. We checking uh, our Googles. We yeah, checking the Googles. Trying to get the, you know what I'm saying? We want to make sure we give y'all factual information, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, yeah. That jersey fire too, bro. Yeah, he's still a Laker. Wow. Hey, so look, man. I don't know who's going to win a championship this year because the teams are looking crazy. I'm loving what I'm seeing from a lot of teams. I just know that I'm getting NBA League pass, ladies and gentlemen, once the season starts. And when basketball is on, I don't want nobody to call me. You know what I'm saying? Don't text me. Don't Twitter me. You feel me? <laughs> just let me be. Just let me be in basketball heaven for that good two and a half hours. You know just, what I'm saying? Just two and a half. Just That's let me be. Need. Just let me code. And watch basketball. Hold on, really quick, and let me just say something. This guy right here, yeah, yeah, like Alex don't, Caruso, don't, yeah. yeah, he'll dunk on you. Don't, hey, don't let the receded hairline fool you. That's a young man right there. You feel me? That's a young man. You know what I mean? And he Bruh. would give you them buckets. So, uh, I'm liking the Lakers. I'm liking the uh, the Clippers. I'm loving Philly. Um, Yo, and I'm not gonna lie about it. Celtics is gonna look nice too. Celtics. They got. They still. I know people don't like him. Cause he wild, but Ennis Cancer is a great defensive player. Mm-hmm. And if Taco Fall can make Taco Falls on a two way deal, Taco's gonna be good. Taco's gonna be perfect for what they got going on. Right, he don't got He just gotta stay in the paint because you could play zone defense yeah. in the NBA. That's it. So I'm liking it. I'm liking what they. I'm liking what the NBA is putting together. What do you feel about the NBA and the China situation? What happened? So basically, um, the Rockets general manager tweeted out a picture, you know, because they got that thing going on about democracy and everything. Mm. So China's been reaching out to the America about, like, basically, like, help save us. We want a democracy here. You know, socialists over there. Mm. So the general manager tweeted out, like, a picture in support of democracy. And China was like, nah, bro, you tripping. Nah, nah. Hey, apologize or we gonna shut it all down. And Adam Silver was like, Although I didn't like his tweet, I stand by his freedom of speech. That's what we do over here in America. So, and I was just like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh. And then China was like, we don't consider that free speech. So they just start cutting all the, like, all the events, all the NBA carry events. They was like, nah, cancel all of that. Just play the game. I'm going to say something. <laughs> that takes some guts from Adam Silver. I'm going to say this. Gonna put an analogy. Uh-huh. When you come to my house, when I come, when you come to my house, it is my rule. So, right, food is your food. Right, drink is your drink. Right, right. All the restrooms are open to you. Right, right. Make yourself at home. Right, right. When I go to your house, I ask permission. Yeah. Okay. Before, before I go into your fridge, before I use your restroom. Right, right. Before I prop my feet up. Right. China is their house. <laughs> right. Although we do have free speech, 
and we can say what we want to say at our house about China. Let us still respect the rules yeah, in China. I feel you. Because we messing with American money that Bruh. is being involved in China. We make it. We messing with billions. Bruh, think about it. Um, and the fact is not just basketball is being affected by the relationships with China. We actually have some real national Trade wars. Yeah. Uh, digital wars that are taking place yeah. in China. Bruh, I saw on ESPN because I heard about it, but I didn't know what was really going on. There's a lot of basketball players at, out here that are connected to Chinese-based, mm-hmm. Chinese-based like uh, athletic wear. Yeah, that man, you mess with, you have the potential yeah. to mess with people's money. Absolutely. Adam Silver Excuse is me. absolutely right, yes sir. Adam Silver is absolutely right. There, uh, we exercise free speech, but exercise free speech when we're home. Yeah. Don't do it because this is the thing, man. Like, and think about the consistent. I don't think that people remember that a gentleman by the name of Leandro Laval and the UCLA basketball team got put in jail yeah. in China Ooh, for was China for stealing. Let's mm. not let's not cut the hand. Let's not cut the hand that is also that's maybe not feeding us all the way, but that's giving us a a, a side plate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Give us a side dish. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, you're messing with, like, you have the potential to be messing with people's money. And I think you just have to be very careful with messing. Because the NBA, gen- genuinely, man, the NBA is only, like, yes, basketball is very huge in Asia. Right. We see, like, Kobe and we see people like LeBron and Derrick Rose just did his touring, like, in right. China and Japan. But China democracy is running a whole nation. Right. NBA is only really kept capturing maybe 20-30% of the nation's attention. Right, right. What has really more power? Like, China has the uh, the has the permission to make some moves that the NBA is not going to save. Right. And the fact is, and I just have to say this, like, not that I, I have no qualms against him, but the NBA right now doesn't have a really good relationship with our president in mm-hmm. multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Who's really going to defend us when, when stuff hits the fan? Right. Right. We just have to be a little careful with our words. I agree. Yo, I agree. Their their thoughts are their thoughts. Their feelings are their feelings, and we can't pull any back. I just you just have to be careful when you're messing with other people's money. Hmm. I was shocked that Alan Silver said it. I, I was like, "Whoa, he got some, oh, okay. He got some. He got some. He got some heat over there." Yeah, okay. boy. I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Oh, hmm. I was like, okay, my dude. You you about that life? About that life, life. Yeah. You know, um, how you feel though, like about the." About the scenario, uh, I agree with. I mean, my sentiment. You, ha- your, my sentiments are yours. Like it's the same feeling. Is like man, we mess with a lot of people. Money not only. I mean, the NBA will survive, but you, know, you got some people who who ain't might not be as popular here, but are super popular there. Man, and that's 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 a uh, that's. That's crazy. I think they'll work it out. Of course, I think they will. I think they. I think the NBA and China are at a position now where they kind of need each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, for for them to have like a, for their global branding to be effective, they definitely need each other. It's big markets on both ends. Yeah, because the NBA. But and the thing too, man, like the NBA is like is hitting like that that crazy tier Bruh. of a global game, bro. Bruh, it's getting there. It's like crazy. It's tier. getting there. Like, yes. Um, like uh, NBA versus Africa. Like yeah. The America versus like Africa game. Yeah. Um, all the tours that are taking place in China. Mm-hmm. Um, even like even when you think about NBA, like or even the NFL, like man, they're playing like just a lot of American sports are really making this like really cool transition to right. 
Definitely the NBA. A global, but I'm just saying the NBA again. It's more accessible than the yeah, NFL, yeah. Because it's like anybody can play, can pick up a basketball and shoot right. if they really want to. Right. They might not right. be the best, but they can. You know what I mean? Right. But and then like just the personalities, you can buy into personalities more. Yeah. It's really and it's becoming now uh, a 24/7 league, 365. Literally. Before that was just literally um, the NFL in America. Um, now it's like the NBA is creeping. It's like yo, y'all slip up once, we coming right for that neck. Because you know it, it's, it's such a progressive, it's like it's not just, uh, not just, um, not just athletically, but like globally, man, it's right. so progressive, right? You know what I mean? Like, where it's so progressive, where, um, where, like, I'll put it like this I don't know if you, if you heard, heard about this. A guy from, I think, the New Orleans Saints got fined like a, a nice piece of change for chain. Change for wearing um, a headband that said "Man of God" right mm-hmm. on it. I don't know if the NBA would do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I know that they got rid of the ninja. I know they got rid of the ninja headbands, which I was kind of sad because I really like those headbands. Me too. Um, but it's just like it's just more pro- like I think it's just more progressive. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Than like the NFL. You know what I mean? And um, man, it's just really it's just a really interesting time that we're living in. And I think me and you we've talked about that through like through um like through various conversations. Um, of saying like, man, um, man, we're just in an interesting time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just across the board. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's our NBA talk. Y'all know we's gonna get to the NBA talk, Had to. and we already know what y'all want us to talk about. We're gonna get there, okay? <laughs> we gonna get there, ladies and gentlemen, because you know what? We've been getting hit up constantly about this, and in our group chat, we have been talking about it. And church. Yeah, in church, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, we we gonna definitely talk about it. We gonna get there, but you know, like, hey, we just wanted to, you know, let y'all know that we hear y'all. Yeah, we know that y'all been wanting us to come back. We always plan to come back. We just wanted to make sure that we were well rested. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and make sure we came back with things to say. You know what I mean, and just want to contribute. You know, we don't ever want to do anything just to be doing it. You know what I'm saying. So it's always great as creatives. Yeah, and if you're creative out there, you know, you gotta take time just to live. You know what I'm saying? That's where your content come from. You got to live. So, um, and we, and it's funny because like, man, it's been so many podcasts that's been springing up and I'm loving it. I'm loving the podcast movement. Um, What's one of your favorite podcasts right now? Oh man. Yeah. Let's show some love. Let's show some love. What's some, Um, some dope. I'm going to tell you what I've been listening to lately. And some of the homies, you know, they put together the, for the culture podcast. I need to get on that. Um, and that's what, um, because, Cause my project called for the culture. Yeah, I yeah. I need to give them that outro. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Um, so that's um, that's a uh, Cecil, um, Osahan, mm-hmm. Calvin and Mike, and that's from the um, uh, I know exactly. Craft Factory. Yeah, Craft Factory crew. They put that together. So, um. I've been entertained by that podcast. It's pretty. It's really dope. So look it up for the culture. Shoot, we're gonna uh, shot them out. Um. Man, I be see. I'm a, I'm kind of a nerd, bro. So I listen to like you're good, bro. I listen to NPR politics, mm. um, because I like getting politics from a, a non biased perspective. It's healthy. I need to get on that level because you know what I'm uh, saying? voting is coming up. Exactly. So I don't yeah. like hearing like just one sided information. I want to hear from every angle. Um, I listen to that, and now I'm 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 in process of learning how to code. So I listen to a lot of coding podcasts. And, yeah, you know stuff like that. Um. And you're so you're better than me because I can't listen to certain stuff while I work. Yeah. Because I, I when I would like to retain information, I need to be in a mode where I'm like not as distracted. Yeah. You know I what I mean? You. So I feel like you. 
Much better. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, and I've been listening to it for years, is called Radio Lab. And it's basically sure, a podcast that is, let me see if they even have a description about it, because I love this podcast. And it's funny because a lot of people on my job is on it too. But it's basically like a, um, uh, it's a podcast. They just explore different topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So like, they, it's from a um radio studio. And it's kind of like, you ever listen to the TED Talk podcast? At times. It's kind of like that. Okay. So they just explore different stories about different things. You know, it could be uh, like ra- race, science, um, just things that kind of like, the way I would put it, it's more like, say, like a, hmm, it's like a, um, it's like a 2020 format. Mm. Investigative journalism. Mm. And they do deep dives in certain subjects. And the, the, the production of it is just amazing. You know, and I just I just love it. So they do interviews and um, about different things. So I, I, I recommend that Radio Lab. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Hidden Brain, NPR, you know, the Daily New York Times. You know, I'm a nerd, man. Like, I like learning I you, while I'm listening. Um, NPR Tiny Desk Concerts, you know what I'm saying? Righteous and Ratchet, you know, the, the Transformation Church Podcast. Fountain of Love, Pastor Jaron O'Neill podcast, mm-hmm. The Roommates, you know what I mean? Roommates is probably one of my favorite podcasts right now. Yeah. I love The Roommates podcast. I'm listening to that. Specifically, the uh, Rebecca Lynn Pope episode. Yes. Hey, the, yeah, put them on. Put, put, put people on game about that one. Oh. Put people on game. I'm going to like this. Some people that like that episode. But you got to be ready for it. That episode and the Cafe Anderson episode yeah. were game changers yeah so the roommates podcast man like whatever their formula was to get to the place that they're at amazing uh shout out to uh chris and hafiz from the roommates podcast um man the rebecca lynn pope it just talked about it that was a great episode in regards to um like the relationship game and like sometimes the unfairness that is taking place on both ends from like men and women I'm going to talk about she gave really healthy tips and just really insight even about her life, about um, things, mistakes that she made and things that she has to learn through the dating process. Great episode. The Cafe Anderson episode was like really for the entrepreneur, especially for those that like are really dealing with like the idea of like, how do I go for my dreams without like conforming to a, a mold, a mold that I don't want to. So, man, the Roommates podcast is dope, y'all. So, like, if y'all need something good to listen to, um, I, I, w- I would just really. I definitely recommend it. I would, yeah, most definitely. Everything that we say and we recommend that you listen to, for reals. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not, uh, no games. I love, uh, so just a quick podcast. I like, uh, I haven't been listening to it as much lately, but really good episodes is uh, the Secrets to Success podcast by Eric the Hip Hop Preacher. Yes. Dream Big by uh by Bob Goff. That's a great uh a really great podcast. My boy has a, a podcast called The Divine Hustle. Uh Donald Miller's story brand is amazing. I'm about to get into this pod two podcasts. Um one's called uh How I Built This with by uh, NPR. I love that. I love that podcast. Grover got me on that. Bruh, it's amazing. Entre leadership is dope. Um I love listening to Pastor Jaren's um uh, podcast, the Fountain Love uh, podcast. 
Um, I I want to get into I'm going to get into the Southside Rabbi podcast by KB. I like it. I've been listening to it. Um, that sound that looks amazing. I got to get into Andy Minio's too. Work in progress though. That is yeah. my podcast right there. Um, Andy Minio number one that album. Oh man, I'm looking forward to the end of the year because when we do this album Ooh. review, <laughs> the the music yeah. that yeah. has been coming out 2019. I don't know what sauce or what juice people sipped on, but it's been friggin' amazing on all levels. Hip-hop, R&B, gospel, CCM. It's just been a ton of, like, really dope music that's coming out, so I can't wait for that. But Andy Mineo, I'm just letting you know you're my top five. Um, but uh, Dre, uh, Dre Murray's podcast, love that podcast. Um, my boy uh, Kevin Chong has a podcast on a broadcast called Sir Kevin Says. Really amazing. And then another great uh, podcast that I still dive into time to time is called Success Talk. So, um, as you can see, me and Raynell, we defer in a certain podcast. Raynell's more definitely like in the mind, um, you know, like handling that, like that, that tech and science. Yeah, a lot of my sure. stuff is like leadership type stuff. So, but I think at the core of it all, man, we just trying to grow and trying to learn a little something. So, um, but yeah, check out the podcast. I think the Roommates podcast, if you're just looking for like a really dope conversation, because, uh, Roommates podcast, besides AZs and Root Brews, is probably one of my favorite podcasts just yeah, because of, like, yeah. the variety of people that he brings on. Um, and I think it's really cool because, like, they are believers, but, like, they bring people on that are not quite believers. Right, right. But I think it's a healthy conversation. I think it's also really cool because um, it allows it, – I think it's a really good um, coaching session on, like, if you want to develop relationships with, with people outside of your faith. Uh, I think that they really develop some good tactics of learning how to like um, learn about people, but also still show them like the love. You know what I mean? That is necessary to build like healthy relationships because I think we all need that form of balance. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I also listened to this podcast called Code Switch by NPR, and that's basically it talks about. Um, it is very interesting, but it talks about being a person of color in America where you have to code switch. You have to, you know, you, you know, I brought you know, y'all feel me. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you got to switch it up sometimes to adapt to certain environments. Yeah. And it's called code switching. So they kind of explore that. It's basically like they explore race in America and the history of race in America and how it affects American culture versus the culture of those that, um, that are, uh, the culture of people of color that are in this country it's very interesting i love it's investigative journalism as well you mm-hmm. know deep diving into certain issues within our country like i said i'm a, i'm a, i'm be honest i'm like a nerd when it comes to the certain stuff because i like to learn <clears throat> so i just like to see things from different per- perspectives you know what i mean so those kind of things that i, I, I like to listen to so uh right yeah man like, um, I, I wish yeah. i had like to be honest with you like I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in, but I wish I just had sometimes like a little more time yeah. to read and just to listen to these podcasts. Yeah. Because sometimes you. you just want to be a nerd. One yeah. day, though. Yeah. One day. We're going to get there. We, one day, bro. We're going to get there. Ain't that amazing? I know that we're kind of going on a rant. I think it's just the excitement of being on a podcast. Me and Raynell, we used to dream. Like, we used to make this joke, like, when like, when we hit it big one day, like, we're just going to be, like, on the side getting Jordans and drinking coffee. Right, on, right. But it's like, now I just want to read books and, yeah. like, listen to podcasts. That's real. And make music. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, man, man. Yeah. so what's our first topic of the day? Let's get it. Let's uh, get it. Let's, let's get, get it. it. All right, look, let's just discuss. Um, should we do Kanye or should we do Amber Geiger? 
Rock, paper, scissors for it? Should we flip a coin? Do you think we can hit both or you just want to hit one? I think we can hit both. No, let's just hit one. Okay, let's do Let's do. Let's hit the Amber Geiger first because the Kanye situation is going to be going on for a minute. Okay. Let's do We'll, we'll be able to touch it because I don't think this is going to take us long. Okay, let's do it. I don't think this is going to take us long because it's, it's not even nothing to really... Right, let's, but let's hit the Amber situation right, so first. Everybody knows about the Amber Geiger, um, Geiger situation. And I share think. just in case if our listeners don't understand quite what happened. Okay, so basically Amber Geiger is, there was a um, a case about a year ago with uh, Bartholomew Jean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a black man that was, in. this happened in Houston, Texas. So this is a, a, man, a, um, a man who was at home chilling, right? Mm-hmm. And then the police officer... Um, basically entered into his apartment wrongfully. You know, it was she thought it was her apartment, but she entered his apartment. Um, because she thought it was her apartment, she thought he was um an intruder and she gave him some commands. Um he didn't he was confused about the whole situation being that it is his apartment. Right. And she ended up shooting him two times, killing him. Um this whole situation was caught on a body cam, number one. Let's get that straight. Um but the officer was a, a white woman. We got to just put the, the, the details out yeah. there, you know, it's not to get too crazy. But what happened was, um, like I said, Amber Geiger was the police officer. Both them, both them, John was the man, the black man who died. Again, this is the police officer. They live in an apartment complex. She lived on a on the exact apart, like where the apartment is, but a, a floor below. Right. So she had this is what from her perspective they were defending her saying she had a 12 hour shift um she was tired she ended up going into the wrong apartment um mind you the rug in front of the apartment was different than hers um her key his key thing the way they had their key system was set up his was broke you know what i mean so like just the whole situation of getting into the apartment just was it was not hers. It was just wasn't hers. But like I said, when she entered into the apartment, she saw him. She got afraid for whatever reason. She gave him commands as if he was an intruder, and she ended up shooting him because he didn't comply because, of course, this is his place, and he was confused, as any of us would be. Right. Um, Especially if you see somebody just bust into your apartment with a gun, with a badge on, and then you're a black man. You have to eat. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. So what happened was, now the big uproar was like, okay, she better get, you know, convicted. She better go to, because what was uncovered during this trial, she went on trial, what uncovered was the police department was really trying to cover this situation up, unfortunately. Um, Because she had a body cam cam on too, you know, um, they showed that she, he died. He could have been saved, but because she was so freaked out, by the situation, she didn't really try to uh, resuscitate him or help get him attention, medical mm. attention. So, because of the time she spent the six, I think it was like six minutes or something, whatever the time she spent away from not even trying to help him, I guess when she realized it was a bad situation, it could have been helped to save his life. But because she didn't, the, her backup got there too late and they weren't able to resuscitate him and she died. He died. Um, now when did she realize that it wasn't her place? That I don't know. I I don't know. I just know when I, when I saw the body cam footage from hers, it was when somebody was there. They was like, 
they were assisting him. And she was just like, oh, my God, I thought it was my place. I shot the wrong person. But that's a great question. When did it hit her mind? And I didn't watch the trial, but the trial was televised. I didn't hit her. I, and her testimony is on YouTube. So maybe I'll have to watch that. Um, I don't under I don't know when it came to her mind. It, it registered like, oh, this is the, my, the wrong apartment. But she didn't help him. And part of the reason why he didn't he died. Yeah. Now, when the trial was going on, a lot of things was uncovered. First of all, you know, the black community was kind of wondering, like, dang, okay, she, is she going to go to trial? Is she going to get convicted? Because the history of what we've seen has been when situations that come up, not say like this, because this is a very unusual situation, but when it comes to unarmed uh, black men or people of color versus these situations, the cops usually get the discipline with pay or they don't get convicted. During the trial, things were coming up as if she was making racist comments to her fellow colleagues um, about black people. She made fun of Martin Luther King um, death. She was having, while she was on her way, she was distracted because she was text messaging in a sexual manner with one of her partners. She was having an affair with him who was married. So a lot of things was uncovered. Then a lot of things were uncovered afar how they, they never drug tested her. Again, um, the police department were literally trying to cover this up as much as they possibly could. To it's oh, the blue. They, they knew. They knew. Yeah. They, they. So the blue wall is 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 the real thing. That's what they call it. So they tried, but I mean, I think the community grabbed a hold of it so quick that it was just like, okay, you know what? Um. Now, what was crazy was, you know, in the courtroom, she ended up getting convicted, um, for murder, right? Um, while she was being convicted for murder, they had the sentencing. So she was convicted for murder. Now they had to do the sentencing. And what happened was, um, one thing happened. Okay, this is a thing that was kind of shaky about the verdict before the 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 judge released the jury to go deliberate. She told them that they could use the castle. It's a, it's a law where they call it the castle law or whatever, where basically she could use like, it's kind of like a stand your ground. Like if she thought that was her domain, then she was doing the right thing by defending it. The judge was saying that you, that is you, that is now something you could, could take into consideration while deliberating. Now everybody looked sideways at that was like, but that wasn't her place. Her place is on a whole nother floor. So it was just a lot of sh shady things. On another floor? Her apartment was on a whole nother floor. So she went to a whole nother floor. Right? So, of course, this is it's shady. Verdict comes back guilty of murder. Right? Now they have the sentencing um, sessions. And now they're trying to... She, was, um, she could get anywhere between 5 to 99 years. Now that's already a crazy range. Right, a crazy range. I'm so perplexed right now. Yeah, bro. Like, it's crazy, right? Yo. So for five to ninety nine years, they was able to give her. During the sentencing thing, the brother, both of John's brother, decided to give um, a statement. Um, now, according to the family, and this is on Doctor Phil after the fact, that they declined the statement at first when they were asked. Um, out of the blue. 
the brother decided when they asked him, he said, Hey, you know, you declined it first, but we want to be sure. Do you want to make a statement before they go into deliberating about the sentencing? The brother said that he wanted to. Now, from the mom, like I said, this was on Dr. Phil after the fact. She was saying that she was kind of surprised because the brothers, the younger brother of both of them, John, is usually a quiet dude. Um, and especially since the situation happened, he hasn't really spoke much outside of the family about the situation. So they were kind of surprised. But he insisted that he wanted to say something. During the time he was speaking, he was letting it be known to um, Amber Geiger that um, he he forgave her. He said, I forgive you. I want the best for you. He was like, um, I say that the thing that the best thing I could tell you to do is give your life to Christ. I saw that. You know, so that. it was a really heartfelt. If you see it, oh, it was, it rude. was, it will bring tears to your eyes. It was a very heartfelt um, forgiveness. Um, he made it clear that I'm not speaking on behalf of my family. He said, this is something for me that I personally, you know, wanted to let you know. You know, and that's what my brother would want me to do is to forgive you. And he said, you know, he said, I love you and stuff like that. Um, he asked the judge, he said, is it, is it, he said, I don't know if it's possible, but can I give her a hug? And he said, please, can I give her a hug? Of course, the embrace happened. Amber Geiger was distraught at the, of course, she's breaking down crying as they hug, whatever. Now, this is where things, the controversy comes in with the forgiveness piece. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that happened is, they come back with the with the sentencing. They give her ten years. Now people feel like it wasn't enough time. Um, the mother doesn't feel it was enough time. Now this is besides the brother. This is the f mother of both of them, who felt that wasn't enough time. Um, this happened. So while they are um, wrapping up the session, the court session from the sentencing. Now this whole situation is now over. There is video footage of the judge going over to the family, hugging the family. Mm -hmm. Now the judge goes over to Amber Geiger. They have a, they exchange some words. Then you see the judge lead. No, the judge give her a hug. They exchange some more words. Then she leaves. She comes back with a Bible and she gives it to Amber mm -hmm. Geiger. And that's what we see. Then we see at the same time that she's talking to Amber Geiger. The second time you see the bailiff is now stroking. It appears like she's stroking her hair and things like that. Mm -hmm. From that situation, black culture just went absolutely nuts. Anger all over the place. All all over. over the place. I mean, you talking about from artists to pastors, politicians, everybody is speaking about this from so many different perspectives. It was crazy. But black the black communities was up in the uproar over the brothers' forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And the, the 10 years. The, the ten, was it? Uproar over the 10 years, the brothers' forgiveness, the judges' uh actions of compassion mm -hmm. and the bailiff's acts of stroking the hair. So now these are just four elements that just caught. It was just like the recipe for a bomb. It just really went crazy. Um. So like I said, we, we, we know what's been going on and we've been wanting to talk about it. Um. Me personally. Yeah. Now me, this is, this is right now speaking, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I mean? Um. I have so much to say about it. 
so much to say about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Because I just, I'm going to be honest. Be this honest, situation bro. challenged me mm-hmm. on a lot of different things. And it also made me realize that, oh, and the Christian community exploded about this. So now this is five different pers- elements, you know. Um, it's a lot of. It's a lot of. It's a lot. It's a lot, right? Um, it challenged me. Um, and it also made me look at people in positions l- very differently. So I would say this. <laughs> so let me just go here. Um, I'm man. just like, bro, after you. Number one, wait, before you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Man. I'm not going to lie. Tell bro. me your thoughts. Tell me what's you going on. You just said, oh. A, a, like a mouthful mm-hmm. of information, and all I'm just like, yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. It's been like, like when the trial was happening no. and the information was be uncovered and coming out, everybody was looking like, what it's the a heck? Lot, yeah, bro. it's a lot. A it's lot of layers a to this. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> and mind you, what this man was doing when she bust in was eating ice cream. He didn't charge her. He didn't attempt to attack her. He literally, they said he was just like. Confused, it was like, "Yo, what's going on?" And she's giving him commands: "Put your hands up, freeze." But this is his place. But I'm, I'm gonna say this, and I say this in the most respectful way mm-hmm. as possible. I wonder, man, like, if cops or just anybody that is in any aspect of serving, if they are, if they are going to any form of therapy in between sessions reason why I say that I mean that's good that you said that reason why I'm saying that man like I can only imagine first month on the job as like a as right. as a safe safety citizen because bro at the end of the day security guards are packing heat now yeah um I could share stories yeah. of encounters talking to security guards bro they got they right they got they my strapped. brother's security guard and he got he's registering everything strapped yeah. bro um I can only imagine what you see first month of the job because you know, like they yeah. don't, I would dare to say, I would dare to say that most people, when they go on like their first month on the job, they're not being sent to like the nicest areas of like mm-hmm. the echelon. You know what I mean? Right. Where you could just drive around and maybe mm-hmm. catch somebody that jaywalks. Right. Probably putting you in some really tough situations. Right. So imagine that gradually building from like a month, six months, a year. Right. Two years. Yeah, you're being exposed to a lot. Being exposed to a lot, so you're consistently yeah. on edge. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. And so I'm, like, I'm not excusing her actions, but what I am saying is, I wonder, especially if you're on edge and you have some prejudices already in already you, in you because of what they already teach you, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in training or. Depending on like the prejudices, like the natural prejudices, mm-hmm. we all have to work through natural prejudices. Absolutely, prejudices. You know what right. I mean? So you're working through natural prejudices, and then you're working through vocational prejudices. Mm-hmm. Prejudices. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Things or um, things that you're accustomed to, because particular cultures are are more exposed right. than others. So, like, you're you're trained to blackout. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, you're you're trained. I remember you told us the story. I think season two about um, 
about a cop, and then we'll go back to original statement. Yeah. But you told a story about uh, season two about a, a cop who, um, a cop who uh, you met him because of something that you had to go through, and he was like, man, he was like, as a cop, I can't play the black or white card anymore. Mm-hmm. He was like, because when I tried to have my own people's back, they were the same people that turned yeah. their back on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, I think the thing that, out of all the information that you shared, the thing that, that really shocks me, because I, I heard about it, I heard about the scenario, I, but I didn't follow it. Because mm. it was just like, I was so tired of seeing. Yeah, yeah it's exhausting. Black people getting shot. Yeah. Just the fr- having to, sometimes you don't want to carry the frustrations, but you kind of. You feel it. You feel it. Mm-hmm. But, um, what was I going to say? Like, um, yeah, I didn't want to carry the frustration, but you know, like you just. I, I, the thing that frustrates me more, this is what I was going to say, the thing that frustrates me more about this situation is the fact that she went on a floor that wasn't hers. Yeah. Literally. It's like, I, and again, like, I live in a neighborhood. Right. You don't see me knocking on the door of my neighbor's house. Right, right. Because I'm tired. Right. I got a key. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. It's a crazy situation. That's like some SVU type stuff. Yeah, bro. it's it's literally a, a it's crazy situation. Um, it's unfortunate. So I mean, like, I would say this. Let's just look look at different these different elements as a part of this this outrage. Um, so let's look at the brother, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the thing that was disappointing to me. Sure, I just this was just so disappointing to me, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Like, I was disappointed in because these two kind of go hand in hand. Uh, our culture, our, the black culture, the black community, and the, and the Christian community. Uh, because I saw a lot of people use try to weaponize <laughs> forgiveness in a way that was just very interesting to me, Bruh. It was very interesting to me to see how people views were. Or now I'm a believer, and if you you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a person that's gonna try to shove my faith down your throat. You know, I'm I'm really about relationship. Yeah. But I found I, I I'm not gonna lie, I got quite offended with some of the comments people were were saying that were, they were using the situation to attack my faith. Hmm. Publicly. Hmm. I was getting a little bit offended by some of the things people were saying. When it comes to the brother because of this. Share brother. And it goes to something that I feel that we have to do better of within our community and definitely within uh, the church culture. I, bl- I think we have to do a better job of teaching what forgiveness truly is. Yeah. And I think because people have um, this view of Christian forgiveness that is not even biblically based, number one. Mm-hmm. They just take something that they've heard or they see, feel that they've seen or a, a language or a speech from people and they just run with it and say, oh, see, that's just something that the white man taught you. Mm-hmm. That's called slave. That's that slave mentality. Uh, I don't agree with that. I, th- you have, the, Not, yeah. the, we, people, our culture have gotten so, and I understand the frustration. I understand the hurt. I understand yeah. the games that were played on us and how we were manipulated mentally and even how we were abused spiritually yeah. during the times of slavery up to uh, civil rights era and even up today. So I get it. Yeah, I want you to, I want to make that very clear. I truly understand 
this. But it also shows me how ignorant a lot of us are when it comes to true spiritual health, mm-hmm. true spiritual wellness, biblical principles. Mm-hmm. You preaching, bro. I feel I realizing how ignorant we are. And these are people that who spend most of their lives in church. Yeah. So I was very disappointed in the black community making this young, putting out there at this young man failed us. And then I was very upset with the Christian community for entertaining and then um, <laughs> aligning with these people who have these views. Knowing, if you read your Bible, knowing good and well that what they're talking about is not even making any sense. So the brother made it very clear. I'm not speaking on behalf of my family. I need to do. He made this. He literally said these words. He said this was for me. Forgiveness is a personal thing. I've been through some things in my life where I had to forgive. There's even moments. I mean, some crazy things that that I've been hurt and offended by that it took me time to forgive. So that's one thing I wanted to say was like forgiveness is a process. Most definitely is. I think like not to cut you off, no, but I think that's why like, scripturally wise, like man, like when Peter went to Jesus, he said like, like he said, master, like how many times do I for, do I seek? Like, do I forgive someone that does me wrong? He's like seven times. I like, think that he had it right. And Jesus was like, no, like 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. You know, wait, yeah. What's seven yeah, times seven? Yeah. Seven times 70. 70 times 70, I believe. A lot. It was a lot. Whatever. <laughs> However you want to do the lot. math. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. You know what I mean? And so, like, what you're saying, man, like, because, like, there's always going to, man, this is the thing that people have going to have to understand, man. Mm-hmm. Every time that brother, that, that young gentleman wakes up, he's going to have to wake up to the reality that his brother is Talk no about longer, it. Talk is no about longer it. there. Talk about it. Because of the hands of somebody making a very ill-advised decision to take his life. You yes. Know what I mean? Yes. So, it's like that thing of, like, no, like genuinely like let him i love what kirk said about kanye we'll jump on that later but uh, like let the brother heal let it heal and and let us let us as a community if we really care let's vote boom bang pow let's vote yes let's not talk about our office now that's anymore. now yeah that's another we're gonna get there too because i was gonna get on that Let, let's not yes. talk about the office anymore mm-hmm. like our frustrations with this office mm-hmm. as commu- like do your research first mm-hmm. don't just vote because mm-hmm. of the black versus white man or Come hispanic on. or yes. asian man yes. yes vote first yes do your do your research mm-hmm. vote and then and then when there's some bouts about gun control or about reparations, mm-hmm. or what, or 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 even the people that are, are in jail wrongfully. That's why I have so much respect for Maya Moore. But we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. Man, do the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Ranting on Twitter, yes, that brings awareness. But if you're not voting, how many people didn't vote this last election, but were complaining about the people that are in office, or how many people wrote wrote they wanted Bruce Wayne to be the president of the United States, where that could have been. A change, and not saying that the outcome would have been different, but there could have still been some things that could have been put in place. Well, it's not even that though. Do you vote midterm? Because midterm affects you personally. You vote for judges. That's midterm. That's in your community. That's in your direct county and city. You so you're the people of Dallas voted for that judge. You voted for that police chief, bruh. 
you feel what I'm saying? Bruh. Like, this, what you're saying is what I was going to get on too. Because I feel like it's so easy for, like, like I told you, I get it. I understand the history. But it's so easy for us to make it seem like there's no way out of this. When we do have some power that we don't choose to exercise or it goes to what we, we talked about in previous seasons about voting that you have to be educated on what you vote for. You just don't vote for one thing because that's just what you normally vote for. And you don't even look into it. You don't read into it when the information is right there in front of you for you to get. Yeah. It, this is a reason. If you yeah. don't like the judge, not to say she did anything wrong. That's like literally how you ever, however you choose to look at it is she was voted in by the people. Yeah. You, somebody voted them in. Man, but like, even I know me and you, I, I want to be careful via text. You know what I mean? When you had sent the, the info, this is my thing, man. Like even with the judge situation. So this is, these are my thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Like I agree a hundred percent with now you. She, okay. I was gonna say this too. Okay. Did you see the judge? I was gonna send it to you, but I forgot she was on Tamron Hall and she gave way more details, which I was gonna get into. Ah, uh, chair. She gave, okay. So I would say this before I continue what I'm saying. Cause I should have said it earlier. So the judge was on Tamron Hall. So she did another interview with the news station in Dallas. But then she did a, a one with Tamron Hall's show and she went into much greater detail of her reasoning of her actions. Um, she, and it, it was, I ain't gonna lie, it was kind of getting to me. I was like, ooh, hey. Um, that thing was talking, boy. Yeah, it, it was, that it was deep. So she basically said that um, um, Amber Geiger asked for the hug. So basically, she told Amber Geiger after the verdict and when she, you know, went over there to her, she was like, um, basically, give your life to God. You know, she was piggybacking off what the brother was saying. She was like, give your life to God. You know, and she said that Amber Geiger was saying, she was like, well, do you think God will forgive me? Mm. And she said he would. She was like, yes, he will forgive you. And she was like, I don't even know where to start. So she was telling her, she was like, you know, yeah, she's like, I don't even know where to start. Like, how, what, what do I do? And she was like, can I have a hug? So the judge hugged her. And then she said that she went to go get her Bible. She was, I don't, she said, I don't even know where to start. I don't even have a Bible. So the judge, <laughs> it's not, as you, as, as I'm saying, if somebody says something on Twitter, that made me think it. I was like, dang, it is kind of true. But <laughs> dang. So uh, the judge went to her chambers got her personal bible and gave it to her she explained the bailiff so Tamara hall said she was like can you explain the bailiff people she was like she was like but the bailiff didn't do anything that was outside of her job she said it doesn't matter who the suspect in she was like um she said i ruled that basically she will be in custody immediately she said so anybody with long hair male or female they have to comb put their hands through the hair to check for weapons or contraband or anything she said so she was actually following procedure and I was like, ooh, people owe her an apology. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I personally owe her an apology. Bailiff, you was doing your thing. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I repent, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Do you. Because, bruh. Okay, but this is what somebody said on Twitter, and it had me rolling. Somebody was like, hey, man, we, we mean. I'm not going to lie. We mean. But it made a valid point. Somebody was like, she's dumb for giving her her Bible. She was like, because when she get processed, all of her personal longings are going to get confiscated anyway. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't Dang. know what to, you know what I'm saying? I was like, that is true. 
she was like, all of her personal belongings get confiscated, and they're gonna give her new stuff when she go into the system. All right, so well, she can get some reading in earlier. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, right. I mean or, the, or the whatever was gonna happen. Um, let me get back to the brother. I felt like the brother had every right to do what he had to do. Yeah. To and the brother said this on Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil asked him. He said, "You know, why did you decide to do that?" He said, "Because I didn't want to live my life hating her or wanting to." Get, or thinking about getting revenge he said i wanted to truly be done with it and i truly want to be free of it for me he said for me yeah i personally wanted to be free from this and be truly done with it and just like live my life without have harboring any type of hate boom bang boom now let me just say this this is where we go wrong at as sure, black sir. people i feel like one of the biggest issues we have in our community is that we don't know how to forgive not that we don't want to forgive, that we don't know how to forgive. Can I challenge that thought? Yeah. And I say speaking for everybody. Mm-hmm. I do think we know how to forgive. Do we just don't want to? I think we're tired of forgiving. Ooh. No, but that's what I mean. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, th- you, I think people are tired of forgiving. Yeah. But th- yeah, go ahead. Only for this reason. No, no, and you're right. At, at, I think people are tired of forgiving because I think people are forgiveness right um forgiveness entails the idea on the external the external process on the internal process it's like i'm strong because i can forgive you externally it makes somebody look weak if they forgive so when i'm consistently forgiving you people think when they're forgiven or people have this assumption because i forgive this means they think that people think that they have the opportunity to continue to do the things that they're doing. So I think mm-hmm. people are tired of forgiving because they're trying to say, hey, I'm strong enough to forgive, but I keep on looking weak. That's true. And that, right, right. And that's what I was, that's what I'm saying. People don't know how to forgive. And this yeah, is the reason gotcha. why. Because we've been taught that it's like an instantaneous thing. Yeah. I forgive you. We could be cool again. Nothing ever happened. It erases the, no, 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 no. Like you, like we were saying earlier, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness doesn't mean your emotions are going to just easily go away. It doesn't mean you're not that. It's not. It doesn't mean like you said, the brother is not going to wake up and be mad. It doesn't mean the brother is not going to wake up and be angry. Yeah. It doesn't mean like when the brother was like, "Man, I'm about to get married. My brother can't even be my best man." Like it doesn't wash away, or it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't um mean that she gets a pass. It doesn't mean we don't fight for justice. Still, it doesn't mean. That she doesn't get consequences. It doesn't mean she gets a lighter sentence. It means for him. Right. I personally do not. What he literally said. I personally do not want to walk around with hate in my heart. Yeah. But I think that some people don't know how to do that. Mm. So I would say this. like, and, and when, he, when he said what he said, I related to it so much because there was something that I went through. And I remember when people asked me about something I went through that was just very scandalous. Yeah. They were like, bro, how did you forgive? If it was me, it ain't no forgiving. It, and, I w- and I would say this. I related to what the brother did because there was a moment where I was so hurt. I was so angry. I didn't want to forgive. Mm. I wanted to carry that with me. I wanted to be like, oh, this ain't never going to happen again. You know, you want to hold on. You feel like you have that power. Unforgiveness can be uh, can be a, a, a weird form of kryptonite. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, you feel like you have a power, but that power is really, like you say, like kryptonite is sucking the life out of you. Yeah. Because now you get so consumed with this unforgiveness and, this, and then you go into a shell of protective mode that you're not even truly living properly. You can't think. You kind of go into a fog. Yeah. And I would never forget that I was like, I prayed. I was like, God. And I realized how, how much it was affecting me. Mm. How I was living. Like, I was living very cautiously hesitant to do things because i was like oh this ain't never gonna happen again but then i remember saying lord i need you to take this from me show me how to forgive in this situation that's good whatever the process i need to go through i need you to take this from me because i want to be free i want to i want to be able to love again i want to be able to trust again i want to be able to just live a full and healthy whole life again yeah yeah that's so that, that didn't mean the emotions went away right away. That's good. That didn't mean, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have moments where I was confused and still hurt and crying. You know what I mean? Right. But what it, but it did give me was some peace. It gave me some security in knowing that I can be free from this. That's good, man. You That's feel so what I'm good. saying? That's so, so there's good. a hope there. And I feel like for anybody to literally, literally try to take that away from him because you don't agree with how it looked. Right. You're you're doing a, a disservice to the community. Bruh. You're not you're not any better than the bullet that killed his brother. Because you don't want one you don't want that situation to kill a whole family or a whole generation. Because that's what unforgiveness would do. It could take out a generation. So that young man he displayed extreme mature. Yeah extremely strength and for people to say like oh that's just a slave mentality oh see that's the kind of stuff that the white man taught you yeah yeah you don't act like that see if it was me out you hey i ain't never gonna forgive nobody and that's what happens people go around not trusting cops you on the edge all the time you know what i mean like we, we don't want We're that you know what i'm saying so it's yeah. like we have to know and, and then like i said so then we get to a point where like some people don't even teach forgiveness like like we we feel like and I, would, I was challenged in this area, and I remember somebody told me something that was just so beneficial. Like, you know, we, we sometimes we preach forgiveness as if it's like, okay, somebody hurts you, and they like, but now we got to, I forgive you. Now we go back like nothing ever happened. God never said to go back like nothing ever happened. My dad preached a message on forgiveness, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give this line. My dad said, forgiving, forgiving to forget is not in the Bible. Boom. He's like, and that's what people think. He was like, but he was like, we don't forgive to forget. We forgive to remember because we remember what was done for us on the cross so that we can do that for other people so that they can be free. Come on now. Pop said that, bro. My my mouth dropped when he said that. I said, yeah, that's the realest. (laughs) You know what? And this is the thing, dude, like what forgiveness man is like. There might be some situations that go down that you could forgive, but that relationship might not ever be repaired. And sometimes it don't need to be. <laughs> Thank you. So it's like for me, like I was challenged with that. I'll be honest. Like I had this and this is how I had to learn. And so that what I'm telling you is like it's not coming from just a like with nothing behind it. This is like truly a life experience. I had to learn through researching and studying, praying. Like God show me what forgiveness truly is in my life, and I see it work. And I, I could be honest with you, if it if it wasn't for me forgiving, I would not. I don't know where I'd be at. Oh, I know. You feel me? You feel me? I don't know where I would oh, be at. I know. And I was challenged with if I was truly forgiving after I made that decision years later. 
You feel what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I don't know where I would be at, but I remember for, I never forget after a situation went down, people was like, "Yo, that's still that's still the homie. That's still your homie. You got to forgive." But that's still your. I had to be real. I had to be a man. And be like, no. Because no, I forgive. I love. But that's a no. I'm not with, with forgiveness, man, this just kind of hit me. With forgiveness comes, comes, comes lines of maturity. Yes. And not everybody can, not everybody is built mm-hmm. to go back to a situation and being like, yo, you did me wrong. But yo, we can still be the best of friends. <laughs> right, you feel right, me? Like right, we're not right. built like that. Everybody's built like that. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like, look, but forgiveness yeah. though, it's almost like that scene in Why Did I Get Married, uh-huh. where Jill Scott's character was in the bathroom, and she was like, "Perfect way." That's the perfect way of explaining it. She was that. like, "I didn't know what I want to do when I saw you." But all I want to do is pray for you because I feel sorry for you. Let's yeah. stay away from the wine bottle. Yeah, yeah. That's the realest. That's the realest thing in the world. You're like you, you like I know people were saying like the the father was saying like I want to be her friend. Like I'm gonna tell you something. Look, when you've been hurt, your emotions gonna play. That ticker be talking. But you think it will be wise for Amber Geiger just to be hanging out with the with the both? Absolutely not. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like it's not like we got to be real. Like the Bible doesn't take away hu- our humanity doesn't man. and i think we have and that's why i was so offended with some of the christian believers that was like just going along with it it's like wait a second the bible never said like you said the, the i don't see in the bible where it says forgive and be friends it says forgive quickly it says don't go to sleep angry <laughs> it bro. says quickly because it already knows like the lord knows like if you don't it's gonna get crazy for bro you. um Remember, like it's almost like, uh, like the first Spider-Man that came out with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man Three, like that symbiote, bro. Mm-hmm. Like once that symbiote gets a yeah. hold of like yes. bitterness and anger, it's over, bro. That thing grows. Cause remember at that last scene in the Spider-Man, bro, mm-hmm. like when they got the thing off of old boy, right? That buddy was a full-grown yes human being. Exactly. You know oh, that's mean? so like, good. Cause that's what it would do. It would turn into a monster that you you can't control. You now. can't control. And so it's like, now I know for the black community, it's like, but it was injustice. Like, yes, look, I agree. I think she should have got more time. This is me personally. She, for that situation, I would have gave her 20. Her life ain't never going to be the same, though. There you go. Gen- genuinely, bro. Whether, it's never going to be the whether same. Whether it was 10, 20, 30 years, I agree with you. I think if it was somebody else, if it was somebody else, and not even a cop, if it was somebody else that randomly walked into that, like somebody oh, yeah. house. It would have been a totally different story. Yes. I totally, I totally agree with this, with that. I think this is like, and not to cut you off. I'm no, sorry, no, bro, you did. No, because so you, you, you on it. There's so much. I mean, there's just so much stuff that that can be said. I think this is where she got the ten years mm-hmm. because of her role in society. Mm-hmm. They already know for having more of a role of so-called protecting. Right. I think that's what got her off the edge. Yes. Yes. You, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um. Bruh, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I say this in, I say this in, like, humility, too. Bruh, you ever watch them um them TV shows that show you show the ladies in the prison? Yeah, man. Bruh. Bruh. Sir. Woo. Sir. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that men's prison ain't, we know that the top-notch men's prisons yeah, are. Yeah, it's crazy. Is, is, 
I don't want to go there. Ever. Right. Right. Ever. But bruh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel yeah. like this, man. This is one thing. And ladies, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like in general, ladies are more comfortable. I've at least what I've seen in culture on the loving side, right. are a little more comfortable with expressing themselves. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, it's easy to see a young lady and another young lady just like hugged up, armed yeah, up, or yeah. more, right? More uh, physical touch if it's yeah. love language, bruh. Man, but you seen the ugly side of a love language before, bro? <laughs> that ain't a good thing, right, bruh? And they find out that she a cop, bro. Stop, man, bro. Nobody can do solitary confinement for ten years, bro. No, no. You know, you 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 know what I mean? Nobody can do solitary confinement. And the only person that I know that had a nice gel experience was Martha Stewart, bro. But that is rare. But she did fed. Fed time was totally different. She's doing state time. Now, of course, they're going to have her in some type of protective custody because she's a cop. But, bro. But that's a long time. There's ways. Exactly. I'm just saying. But, but, but you made a great point. Because he forgives doesn't take away her, her, her consequence. Like, but you make a point. Even when she's released... She her life is not going to be the same. Like she going to deal with whatever happens in whatever way it comes those to her. Long ten, like, going to be. She'll probably do five. They say she's appealing. Now we do know another thing that happened was the star witness of the case was found murdered. Fam, you know. So we we I, I understand it, but look that what the brother forgiveness has nothing to do with with the Ember. What has nothing to do with what the judge did, what the bailiff did, and how this young man, other guy died. That is something he made very personal to him. And for anybody, and I will be I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Anybody that tries to make it seem like it is, you're just ignorant. You're being ignorant. Yeah. And you're being willfully ignorant. <laughs> That's something that you're choosing to do because it has nothing to do with it. I don't believe that the you know the this the like you said the family wasn't even all the way saying they forgive yet. Yeah. That was something he said he wanted to. The mother was like, "Hey, I'm in the process of forgiving. I don't know about all that stuff." That's what he wanted to do. So, yes, we un- I understand it. Now, when it comes to the judge, I just feel this way. Number one, if, as a as a believer, if God tells you to do something, you just got to do it. Yeah, and you got to take whatever comes with it. You feel me? Did God tell her to do that at that moment? We, we don't know. We don't know. I don't have any problem with any believer showing compassion to anybody. I do believe that Amber Geiger is still a human being. Mm-hmm. I still believe. I believe that any person is redeemable. Any person. I believe that. Well, now, I know a lot of believers say they believe that, but then they have these views. And this, and it all came out with this, that they calling her a devil and all this stuff. But you call yourself a believer. I just don't understand how that kind of terminology come out your mouth. Like you was once saved, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you was once a heathen, you know what I mean? Like, um, but me personally, what I w- this is what I think. The judge, I felt the judge could have called her in chambers, hmm. or could have met her in the back, and this is the only reason I felt that. I think we talked. This is what yeah. we talked. Yeah, I don't. She, the judge said she 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 would do this for anybody, and she have done it before. We don't have any record of her history. That's between her and the Lord and those people she's done it for. I just felt knowing that the family was right across the other end of that courtroom. I felt she should have been more professional. Yeah. Because I felt like the emotions were still raw. Like, what if she went to go hug and then the mom is just flying over? 
Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I just felt like it would have been more respectful of the situation because of the family was there to say, meet me in the back. Yeah. Come to my chambers. That's what I personally would have liked. Yeah. But now, again, if this is what God told her to do, everything I'm saying, it just trumps. Like, this is what I, the Lord said. I do think, too, man, like, I'm going to say, again, I think the, I hear what you're saying. So I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think emotions are real, though. Mm-hmm. I could only imagine the emotions that she was feeling. Oh, of in course. that moment. So I think, man, you give a girl your Bible, she asks for a hug. What are you gonna say? No, after you. Just got right. <laughs> and that's what she said. You know, that's what she said. She said, like, she said from her perspective. She said, you know, I saw her change as a person during the course of this trial and she said as a believer it was no way that i was going to tell somebody who asked for a hug no she said because i'm as a believer i'm supposed to show compassion yeah so i mean the the struggle is real it's a crazy position like i said it challenged me it, it would challenge all of us because i don't know I mean, I've, I've forgiven in crazy situations but i don't know if i could forgive in a murder like that I don't know. I I don't I don't think any of us is are even at a place where we could comfort, comfortably say this is what I would do if this happened to me. Yeah. None of us know because if you haven't experienced it then you don't know. This is really just you just typing words. You feel what I'm saying? Um And I think sometimes people just want to jump on the bandwagon just they do. just just for the sake of, you feel me? Like And and, and now look, I, I saw a lot of lawyers say they never seen that happen in court before. I've never heard of that happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the first and people going to react and we got social media. And I think some, you know, I'm starting to realize too, man, social media is our society's downfall, bro. Like, this thing didn't grow to something that it's like a nation of its own. It's like a, it's like a, <laughs> it is a nation. It's like a, it's, it's something that is just turned. It's the, it's the symbiote, bro. It, it grew bro, to it's something of its own. Bro. You said it's venom. <laughs> that buddy is venom, yo. It, it is something of its own. And I just be looking like, bro, like, the lady, the, I felt bad for the judge because Tamara Hall was like, did you, have you heard the comments? She said, I haven't read them, but my family is concerned. And she just broke down crying. She said, but I'm not afraid. I know God has me. And that's one thing I was going to say with this too. At the end of the day, and I'm going to say the same reference when we talk about Brother brother Kanye. At the end of the day, guys don't get the glory out of all, all of this because yeah. I believe this. If we do something with the right heart, even if it's, even if as we're trying to, we have the right heart to do something, but the way we execute it, it may not look perfect. It might even become a mistake. I believe that God will cover you because he knows your heart. And I'm not saying you're going around slapping folks. No, no, saying, no, you're good, bro. I'm just processing what you're saying. I just, I just believe that what God, cause you know, we're human, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And God could give us instructions to do something and, we might not wait for the rest of the instructions and we just pop, we just jump. Or we might execute it, but it doesn't come off proper. We are humans. We are going to make mistakes. And I don't know. We don't like I said, that's another thing. We don't know what God told her to do. If God told her to do it, it doesn't even matter what I say, you say, or anybody else. But I believe that God will cover you um while this world chooses to judge you. Right. You in there. And that's is what I believe. So, you are in there. Um, I pray, and this is the thing. I'm not even mad at the judge. I just felt it should have been more professional. Yeah. I felt the timing could have been better only because of the family was still there. 
Timing is everything. That's just me. I'm not saying what she did was wrong because, like you said, I don't know even, like I said, it's easy to say, but A's and I, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. Some of the girls, just, it's just me. So they probably would be like, nah, you ain't getting no hug. Nah, you ain't touching my Bible. How you going to figure it out? Figure it out. Yeah, you know, so people, some people would do that. Some saints, yeah, some church folks. Yeah. I'm not gonna say saints. Some church folks would do that. Now, some upset saints. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> would saints. do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, but I'm not saying she was wrong. I just thought the time of was could have been better. But um, if a soul, as my faith is, if a soul was one, then I mean, hey, God, go, uh, glory to God. Look, y'all, this is the thing. It's going to be people in heaven that you never thought would be sitting next to you giving God the glory and praise for Jesus is for everybody. You feel what I'm saying? It really is. I'm going to be real. Ted Bundy, the serial killer, got saved before he died. No way. Yes. I saw a documentary and it blew my mind. He had got saved and was like, they say he was a devout Christian before he died. Ministering to other inmates and everything. He got saved, bro. Years before he passed, before he got executed. He was a serial killer. So guess what? That man might be in the gates with you, chilling, looking at you like, "What's up, man?" Yo, bro, there's ah oh, man ah. Oh, let's let's transition, bro, because there's so it's we heavy. Could, we could go on. We can go on a all day three week tangent. Yeah, but look, um, man, just let like you said, more than anything, let him heal. We, um, just, we just need a heal. We need to heal more than we, our culture. Want the real? You gotta want the healing. Okay, I will say this too before we even trans. You know, I saw a well-known pastor post the what's his what's the um the meme that this was a slave conditioning. A mega church pastor posted this. I was truly I was flabbergasted. Not only that, he was going, he was commenting back to folks. It was like you want this work? <laughs> I was flabbergasted by it. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh my goodness. Somebody commented something and I was like, wow. Somebody said, he was saying that this is slave conditioning and I'll show you offline. He was saying, somebody was saying, I ain't gonna lie, I'm starting to look kind of like respect for some people. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm just gonna be out of the way real. I'm, like, I'm just gonna give them to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, may the Lord bless them. May the Lord watch. And I just know who my shepherd is. You feel what Bruh, I'm saying? Speak quiet. <laughs> I just have to be proud of who I'm gonna draw from the well from. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. Like, every well ain't good well for me. You Bruh, know what I'm saying? Speak true. But he was saying, um, this person commented on his post. He was saying, like, it's slave conditioning. Um, um, this is whatever he was saying. <laughs> somebody commented, and I was like, almost, I was like, whoa. Somebody was like, nah, it's not slave conditioning. She said, what it is is that you guys taught us what forgiveness was from your perspective instead of from the Bible's perspective. So what we somebody execute the Bible's perspective is unfamiliar to you because you already told us from your perspective. No Brother, when I tell way. you, she says, so all we're doing is, because people was uh, like saying you were wrong. She says, so all I'm doing is calling out your hypocrisy from the message you've been teaching all along. I said, you better preach. <laughs> you better let the Lord use those fingers. Was she wrong? I just got to see it for myself. <laughs> when you see it, you're going to be looking like, wow. Yeah. And he said, 
And she was like, she, oh, she said, she said, but I still love you, though. That's what she said. And he was like, I love you, too. And that was it. Like, he was being snarky some of the comments. And I was like, oh, bro, you, you got it. Bruh, she gave him. Yeah. But it's the real. Humility pie. <laughs> a, a nice slice. Like. And put some whipped cream on that thing, too. With a, little, with a little olive She gave a little love. <laughs> little she said, let me, let me get a little love on that. Here's a little love. I ain't trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to correct bro. you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look. Go ahead, man. You go to you. you we gonna talk about what everybody else want to talk about too. You go. You introduce the other gracious. part. Man. All right. So. Um, hey, I'm gonna be real though. I know people don't want to hear this, but I really do pray for Emperor Geiger, bro. Cause that's a that's a heavy weight to carry. Um. Especially with the backlashes going on. And, you know, I do believe all people are redeemable. And I know it's hard for people to even hear me say this. But I do wish, as the brother said, I do wish the best for her. It's not the end for her. Because if if God could change Paul, I mean, from Saul to Paul, he could do that same for her. Yeah, I mean, I validate the statement. like, And I'll use it as a tra- transition. Like, mm-hmm. think that God can change anybody. I think we have to be willing to be one to be changed. Mm-hmm. And I think we also have to be willing to see... To walk people through those processes right. if, if that's really what they want to go through. Right. Thank you for listening to AZ's and Root Brews. I hope you enjoyed Side A.